The statistics are kind of staggering about the amount of infertility that we have here in America. And Debbie and I were talking about this and Debbie just recently shared an article with me and we want to kind of dive into this a little bit. And I'm going to ask Debbie to share her story about infertility with everybody. But before we keep going, I want to introduce ourselves. My name is Wendy. I'm Debbie. And we are of Nourish Coaches, and we're so glad to have you here on the podcast and YouTube today. So, Debbie, I know that part of your entire health journey hinges on this idea that you you and Doug struggled conceiving the first time. Tell us the story. Yeah, so when we decided to try to get pregnant, I think I was about 28 years old, so I was young. I was young Mm -hmm. and healthy. I was very healthy. Doug was very healthy. And we said, all right, let's go. Let's stop birth control and get going. And um, we were a little bit patient at first, waiting a few months. We knew it wasn't necessarily going to happen right away. But three months went by, four months, five months, six months. And we started getting worried because what's going on? And then I was told by the doctors that we went to see, oh, you can't do anything until you're a year of infertility because I guess that's their rule which was upsetting, but we were like, okay, so maybe we just have to relax. And and then a year came by and nothing happened. So they did a bunch of tests, nothing, all good. Everybody's good, sperm counts good, healthy, numbers all perfect. And we got slapped with the unexplained infertility label, which I'm sure many people have heard that before, if not for themselves, but for friends or family. Right. Um, and and so two years you know it took two years um we did try to do some fertility stuff but it just didn't feel right to us um and so when two i think two rounds of artificial insemination just didn't feel right we were like you know what it's if it's not going to happen it's not going to happen and thank goodness it did happen naturally but why why two years at 28 years old yeah could we not get pregnant and it's still unknown but right and this this mystery is um, for for so many. It could be a myriad of reasons. But today on this podcast, we wanted to talk about something that is really disturbing and prolific. And we've got a couple of links that we're gonna put in the show notes. But we wanted to talk about plastics and these microplastics. They're that are getting into like we're walking around with micro like we're part microplastics now because it's getting into the breast milk it's getting into our blood it's getting into our skin it's in the placenta it's it it's just we're testing and it's in so much and there's a lot of tests on animals um and infertility and uh sexual dis figuration and um, smallness and male versus female. And it's a little bit, it, it's not a little bit, it's it's a big part disconcerting. And yeah. Debbie and I are not, um, what would you call it? Uh, 
Doom, doomsday people. We're not <laughs> <laughs> right. We're 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 not super negative people. We're really luck bright side people. And so right. instead of going down doomsday, <laughs> we just wanted to bring it to our attention, become aware, because that is the way of change, right? It's just to draw more attention to what are our practices that we are incorporating into our everyday lives and how can we notice it a little bit more and take care of mother nature and earth and and each other at the same time that's right yeah so we we are adding the link of the article that we read to our show notes we really encourage you to read that and it's not um you know it is a little bit of a doomsday article in a sense but there's a lot of really great points to wake us up and you know it's it's something we can't deny that there are microplastics out there and we're talking we're not just talking about little pieces of plastic that you can see on the ground, although there's plenty of those. It's yeah. it's stuff that's microscopic that's entering into our bloodstreams, into into our whole bodies. And so and it's from plastic that's been breaking down for the last 70, 80 years. When pl plastic was first introduced, it was like this wonder thing. And it is a wonder it thing. It still we, is wonderful. It's wonderful in so many ways. We need it. We need it for so many reasons. And there's a, I, I remember, I think there's a show on Netflix that talks about that. One of those shows that talks about things we, we want to know about. And, and it's not, we want to, we don't want to demonize plastic, right? but we do want to give you the ideas about the plastics that we use every day that may not be necessary. Number one, um, because they're alternatives. And what can we do to help maybe if it's not us, it's our kids or our grandkids or our great grandkids, you know, the future, we really need to clean up the mess that's been made. And so we're hearing all of this about global warming, every, everything else. And we're all doing probably a little part. So this is another piece of that. And let's three, three simple things we can do. Super simple things. And the first one is just recognize where we are using single single plastic pieces single yep, source single plastic. use yep single use plastic and i have plastic forks and knives and spoons in the office and i keep using them i rewash them but i'm using them and i need to stop using them and i need to use either wood you know bamboo or just bring some bring some real silverware into the office and use that and clean it it's such a simple simple idea so right. um single use like plastic bottles instead of going buying a case of water bottles get you know get the reusable water bottles that you can use um there's so much single use plastic in our everyday life and you can't avoid all of it i, I just want to say that because if you know we have to live and i, I don't want you to feel bad about it but um, what I do, because every day I have some kind of single use plastic, whether it's my food wrapped in it, my vegetables put in it, you know, whatever it is, yep. I keep a big bag in my pantry that everything plastic, after I take it off my food or whatever it is, it goes in that bag, I bring the bag to the supermarket and put it in that bin. And I'm hoping that it does get recycled the way they say that it does. So that's, that's my part. And that's easy for everybody to do. Right. And maybe there's this collective, right? And even if it's half of what's going into the recycling, so something is happening to it that might not get into our waterway. So it's being aware of single use plastics, recycling what plastics you do use, 
And then the third one we wanted to come up, we wanted to share, and Debbie and I both do this, is picking up plastic in your community, in your town, in your workspace, and actually putting it in the garbage so it doesn't get into our waterways. And this is yet again another little thing, but can can make a super impact on our ecosystem and our waterways. It give, and it can give you a little bit of a warm fuzzy feeling too. You know, it's like I always bring a, a trash, a little trash bag with me. It started out when I was walking my dog. I had the the bags for my dog's, you know, poo, and I would use that. But now I started to bring a a, a bigger bag, and and just on my walk unfortunately and i have a, a very uh pristine neighborhood i would say but there's still plastic on the ground little pieces of plastic everywhere yeah. so i do my part and pick it up when i see it yeah so we welcome your feedback if you've got ideas of places oh there's one more place that plastic is that we probably don't think about and it's in our paper coffee cups mm -hmm. it's actually lined with plastic so it doesn't leach through many of them not all of them but m most of them so whenever you can if you're going for coffee grab your own reusable coffee mug there's right. there's another one <laughs> and if you don't bring your own reusable one you don't have to put that plastic top on the coffee you really don't have to <laughs> right, right. exactly wow. so many ideas but anyway this is just some food for thought and um, you know, hormones are a really big deal. And so we wanna do everything we can to protect our hormones from disruption. And yeah, plastic yeah. is one, one thing that we can do a little bit more for ourselves and mother nature. Right, and not just fertility hormones, we're talking hormones throughout our whole life. You know? And hormones so. are a cascade for everything and our attitude and our anxiety and our depression and our energy and our and our weight and our energy yeah everything everything's connected <laughs> everything's connected so check out our links make sure you you know if you're interested and you want to we would love for you to share our episode share our links you know get the word out it's so important you know this network of putting that drop of water in and seeing the ripples go that's important so. that's right and if you are interested and you want to chat with us about hormones and effects of eating and plastics and everything else, and you're interested in connecting with us, we do have a free 30 minute uh, call that you can have with us to get a little bit more information and just to dive in to get to know us and we know you. So you are welcome to that as well. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Keep the conversation going at nourishcoaches.com and stay tuned for more Nourish Noshes as we continue our quest to make the world a healthier place.